Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McLean. Thanks for being part of our program. Actually, you are part of our program because... This isn't just a podcast with a couple guys sitting, sharing our own opinions, uh, because we have callers, and then we share our opinions to the callers. <laughs> Sometimes they ask our opinions, too. That is why they're calling. That's when right. our opinion. That's right. Our biased opinion. Biased opinion. With our biases. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I was always confused by the word unbiased opinion. By its very nature. Well, you want an opinion in your best interest, right? I've, if I'm getting an opinion on anything... Whether it's medical, I don't care what it is. I went, I, my hope is that it's going to be in my best interest, the best possible opinion I can have. Correct. Receive, I should say. But you want it to be biased. Yes, if I go to a, a medical expert who's got 15 years of training in a particular field, I want their biases involved. <laughs> That's right. Not just like, mm, I don't know what that is. <laughs> this is I remember That's that. Kind of in, <laughs> I remember that. In, <laughs> Wait a minute. That was like the fourth week in uh, med school they talked <laughs> what about. What was that, that again? Yeah. Here, let me get to my Google machine. All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we take phone calls. We'd love to take your calls. We talk about financial matters, 401ks, IRAs, um, mortgages. Yeah, and we had a nice. Uh, we try to, we try to cut through some of the noise, really get down to good basic foundations for financial planning. We try to speak so that a typical high school grad could understand. That's the hope, right? I mean, that's how yes. we try to do it. Or me, or you, who dropped out of high school. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, but there was one class. I was having a discussion. So we, my wife and I, we had raised two biological kids, adopted um, two kids from the foster system, these sisters, and um, they're both doing fantastic. And I was talking to the 16-year-old, and um, she was going to work on a resume to go try to get a job. And so I'm just talking to her, like I said, you know, it's it's a it's a bit of a miracle how well you're doing. She's like, what are you talking about? I said, well, you could easily be dropped out of high school and been pregnant right now at well, 16 because her background foster okay. system and the family that she came from and all that she said she says dad how can i be pregnant you guys don't let me go anywhere yeah, that's pretty <laughs> funny that's pretty funny <laughs> i don't kind of do know where you are 24 7 that's kind they of let you go places kind but, of maybe the point yeah <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the point. Anyway, this is. Uh, but I did graduate to... from uh, high school, although uh, I did have an English class where the teacher referred to me as the guest student because my attendance was relatively poor. You also had one that said the world needs ditch diggers too, or was that a that college? Was college. <laughs> <laughs> that was college. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to be a guest on our program, have a question for us regarding anything financially related. Uh, you can send us an email at questions at moneymatters.com or you can call us 833-99-WORTH. And let's start off here with James. James, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Hi there. Hi, Thanks, James. Guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. I uh, really enjoyed the show over, here, cool. over the years, and I'm glad you guys have the podcast too. So, Oh, thank, thank you. you. What can we do to I'm help? Super, I am really interested in your completely biased opinion that's in my best interest. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks for playing along. <laughs> um, so recently our 401k plan at work did allow for a Roth option this year. It's never been allowed in the past, and I'm kind of looking for some guidance around the rule of thumb, maybe for a percent of Roth uh, as a guide towards retirement, maybe if there's a rule of thumb or something that's well, best to understand. How yeah, old are you, James? Uh, 52. And what's the family income? Uh, 250. And are you married? And married. I uh, have some rental income, too, that nets out around 17000 a year. Are you going to stay in California long term? So I'm done working, sure. Then if I can get out, I'll get out. Well, if you're, I mean, if you are dead serious about leaving the state of California, we would say do not do a Roth IRA because you're paying 10 point something percent the state of California. Matter of fact, uh, it just went up in 2024 because uh, the uh, money that you pay, I think it's 1.1% to unemployment. They uh, lifted the cap uh, on that. I think it's. Um, I don't remember what the number. I don't know was, if it goes but, to two fifty or it's, it's. It goes. It just went up. Went, went way up. Yeah, it used to cap out like in the, the one hundred five or one fifty. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so are, are you? Are, so how serious are you? Ten point three. It's eleven point four. How serious are you about moving out of the state of California? I don't think I don't. It, it would be a nice to have, but with family obligations, I think we could be locked in for the foreseeable. And so. how much money are you putting into your four hundred one k? I, I max it out, but our plan's top-heavy, so they dial it back uh, every oh, year. So, I wondered if you worked for a small company. Uh, I was going to ask the next question. Yeah, whether they just now allow for the wrong. Yeah, it's no safe harbor, and it, every year, um, even if I max out with the catch-up, it, it'll come back to us. And are you converting the um, – can he convert that to – no, you can't convert no, that to a wrong. That's limit. just a refund. The uh, – what do you have? What do you have in your 401k plans? You and your spouse, 401ks, um, IRAs, okay, tax, de- yeah, tax so, deferred accounts. All right, uh, tax deferred 3.4 combined in the 401ks. Um, I do have about 500 in deferred comp, non qualified. Um, outside in the Roth IRA, we have about 500. So you've been making the non deductible IRA contributions and then converting them. Correct. We've been back to a rothing since 2010. Yeah. I don't think I'd do anything different. I don't think. I mean, I contribute on a pre-tax basis in my 401k. Uh, Yeah. Pre-tax. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because they do allow for in-service too, right? I could do conversion, but the tax rate would be paying pretty much. I wouldn't make any difference. Yeah. It wouldn't make any sense. I mean, you've done a nice job saving, right? So if you're 52 years old and having three million bucks in your re- retirement accounts, um, you know that's a lot. I mean, if you figure your contributions and compound growth, I mean, this is going to be a sizable account at one point in time. Uh, and when do you think you're going to touch that deferred comp? Is that from the existing employer? Yeah. So as soon as I separate employment, all right, paid out over five years. Or so. Yeah, it's a non-qualified yeah. deferred compensation plan. Um, I don't think I'd do anything different. And so how many children? How many children are no, there? It's just the different. I mean, that if you said I'm never leaving the state of California, then that's one thing. But if you think there's a a chance you might, well, they keep raising the taxes. Everyone's going to leave. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. <laughs> right. Everyone I mean, that everyone that yeah. can. 
Yeah. And the ones that they keep. Well, yeah. Wait to see what the, this proposed wealth tax. That died it, this it, year. It, it was resurrected. Yeah, but it just died again. <laughs> okay. Apparently. What do I do? Um, no, I don't think I. Uh, in you're funding the children's five twenty nines. I assume. No, no kids. No kids. Oh, no kids. Yeah. I don't think I do a thing differently. All right. So pre-tax it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, okay. And, and I assume that it's based if on you these said, numbers. Again, if you said you're never going to leave the state of California, then we maybe make an argument because. Uh, the the income you have now is probably going to be that, if not more, at retirement. Just how much you guys have saved, and mm-hmm. unless you unless you plan on retiring tomorrow, but if you kind of work a normal retirement, work till normal retirement age, your income will probably be this or greater in your retirement years. Um, so one can make an argument why, if you lived in a tax free state, it probably makes sense to do some Roth. But living in California and you're at almost at the top tax rate for the state of California at this limit. Um, unless you unless you like the way Cal, uh, Sacramento spends your money, then you can do yeah. a Roth and you yeah. can send them a few more bucks each year. No, I'd, I'd I send a little thank you. Keep it exactly whatever you're doing. Keep on doing it. All right, and then just one crystal ball question. I, I did. I was interested a couple weeks ago. You talked to somebody and said the guidance is changing now. I've always thought to this as I wouldn't be there. Social Security wouldn't be there just just because. And now it sounds like there may be some. You guys are actually giving guidance around that. Do you? What are your thoughts on Roth in 10 years when, when there is Roth monies coming out? Are they going to be able to stand it that they can't get their hands on it as people oh, are withdrawing? Um, you mean will Roth distributions ever be taxable? Yeah. Look, when I look when I started in this when I started in this industry, and most people don't realize this that is near retirement, there used to be an excise tax on excess with retirement withdrawals. And it was a lump sum of seven fifty or more. And what was the annual amount? I don't remember. I forget. It was a hundred and it was a I believe it was a fifteen percent excise tax. So if you did too good a job savings, uh, the federal government would ta- do an excise tax at fifteen percent. So when you look at the federal deficit we've got, you look at our deficit spending, anything's possible. I had a years ago, I had a client convert his entire 401k to a Roth when you can spread it out over five years or whatever, the tax liability. And I argued with him at the time. I'm like, just because Congress is saying that, like, Senator Roth, I don't even know if he, he's not in Senate, the Senate anymore. I don't even know if he's alive. I think he passed away. By the time you're pulling money out, most of the people on Capitol Hill are going to be replaced by other people. They're going to like, wait a minute, who's this James guy? They got 10 million bucks in their retirement account? Fat cat? Take, think they should have Roth free Roths? Like, so the answer is who knows? Who knows? Maybe I wouldn't, I, but I wouldn't. I, I think it, you're you're diversified appropriately. Well, do you have savings okay. out? Because oh, we kind of st- do you have additional money in like a brokerage account or that sort of thing? Uh, yeah, probably a hundred thousand in a cash account. Right, the rest is it, just going to the yeah. rentals. That's kind of everything strange, else right? is in retirement. Absolutely, yeah, retirement rentals. All right, keep it up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're like a poster right, child for good yeah. planning. Yeah. Good <laughs> job. Yeah. Right. It's, and it's interesting with the, um, with California, there's, there's quite a few articles. It seems like there's been quite a few articles the last couple of weeks just on people leaving the state because uh, there's some high profile people are kind of done with paying the taxes. And then they said they're going to come back with this wealth tax on people. Going to start at billionaires, but then go down to people with, with a mere 50 million or whatever that is. But where's the, it, and you could have a family business worth 50 million that the people do not live like millionaires right you know yes. what i mean um but hey. yes is eventually 
Well, the problem with wealth tax is if it's a non-public traded company is actually determining the value of any particular asset. This is not publicly traded. I talked about it uh, when I got back from Norway because they have a wealth tax. That's right. And um, how uh, many of these small businesses have to actually borrow money in order to pay the taxes on their wealth. Which is... So now we're putting the businesses at risk. Which, yeah, you're they're levering them service. up. They're, they're levering up to pay tax. And, and what I thought was interesting is um, talking to my two relatives that were actually worked, um, owned part of a small business, um, the number of actually businesses that actually leave the country. They start in Norway, but then they leave. <laughs> European <laughs> Union, you can just slide over like borders. Right over there. We'll just go over there. Yeah. Well, let's now talk with Mark. Uh, Mark's also in California. Mark, welcome to All Worth Money Matters. Yeah, hi. My hi, name Mark. is Mark. Um, so I, I've been working for the federal government for a long time. I'm looking at retiring next month. And Congrats. I just wanted to get a second opinion. Great. Um, as well as a, a current allocation that maybe I should do going forward. Okay. Currently, I'm doing 7525. 75, um, are you talking about, well, let's, stocks. let's. So you retire. You're retiring next month. How old are you? I'm 56 and a half. And are you married? Yes, one child. And how is your spouse relatively the same age? No, nah, she's about seven years younger. Okay. And is your child still in the house or out of the house? Yes, she's a minor. She's seven. Okay. All right. And what's your question for us? Look, I'm 57. Uh, I, I, Mark, I'm 57, and my youngest is 13, and I feel sorry for myself every once in a while. And you're, you've got a seven-year-old, so we're roughly the same age. Right. <laughs> you know, okay. So I just want to see if I'm ready financially, as well as um, I wanted to get a stock allocation going forward. Right now, it's currently I'm doing 75, 25 stocks. Okay. Um, 75. And S&P 500, basically. Yeah. You're in the FERS program? Yes. Okay. And when, how much, what was your, what's your income now and what's your pension going to be when you retire? My income is about a hundred thousand. Um, my pension will be, um, it's going to be after paying the medical plan because I have a medical plan for life. It'll be 2069 a month. 2000, how much? 2069. Right. And then I get a second piece of that is called a supplement. Basically makes up social security. And that's going to be thirteen hundred a month until I hit sixty-two. Okay. And how much money do you have in your uh, your your FERS program? For the rest of the listeners, it's similar to a four hundred one k. Sure, sure. My TSP, um, I have five hundred thirty-eight thousand, and it's about ninety-five percent traditional, five percent Roth. And what other assets are there? I have a Roth of my IRA for one hundred four thousand. And I have cash, about 55000 And is your home paid for? Yes, my home is paid for. How long, that, how long has that been paid for? Um, I'm just trying well, to understand cash flow and what, sure. you know. We bought it cash in 21. And how much money do you save on a monthly basis now? Oh, I save about half my check. Okay. And my, <laughs> my expenses, are, well, I'm looking at 50000 a year. Basically, is what I mean. And so, when you paid cash for the house, did you did come into a lump sum of money in order to pay cash for that home? No. I mean, I've get I've bought houses I in the Bay Area. So I made a little bit there, 
I had a couple hundred thousand inheritance. Um, I'm frugal. And I made a little bit more in the household here in Roseville. And just save, save, save. And does your spouse work? No. She's a stay-at-home mother. And do you plan on going back to work? No, maybe a part-time if I get bored at work or or bored at home. But something like that, maybe. I can make up to 19000 a year without losing that supplement. It's kind of like Social Security. And is your plan to start taking a little bit of income from your, from the, the, the first plan, the 401k? Not really. I can live on 50000 because the house is paid. So I don't plan on taking a lot from there. Yeah, but between the pension and the supplement, that's about forty grand. So where's the other ten coming from? Well, I mean, there'll be a little bit from there. Correct. The difference would be from there. Correct. Okay, so if you're not planning on touching your, your 401k, uh, there's nothing... Look, one can make an argument that you should always have at least 75% allocation to equities in that 401k mm-hmm. because you've mm-hmm. got a pension income that's guaranteed. Right, right. So if you, if you calculated the net present value, previous week's call we, program, we talked about with the woman with looking at a pension lump sum from Boeing, and, if you ca- and, and how those things work. So if you, if you calculate what right. the net present value of that pension is... That's all guaranteed fixed income. You can make an argument. One can make an argument because because really our allocation is based upon our time when we need the money, and you're not planning on touching it anytime soon. It sounds like. Right. I think you should work a couple more years. This is going to be tight. Well, if he, if you truly only spend half your pay, I do. I don't believe it. Yeah, I put the rest. I max out everything. My TSP, I max out. HSA, I max out. Both IRAs, I max out. It's going to be tight. But I, uh, it's always an option to take a part-time job. Okay. Um, I think you should so. plan on it. Okay. You got a seven-year-old. Well, you're not going right. <laughs> to... You're not going to retire. You're just going to go be a full-time mom. Dad, see, that sounded very old-fashioned and sexy. Yeah, it was old-fashioned. Um, right. Could you stretch out your employment for another year or two? Oh, yeah. I could. I, I, I got to tell you, I don't know. I might disagree with you, Pat. Really? My guess is you're no longer passionate about this job. Absolutely not. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be. I've been there a long time, federal service. So you're you're you're, you're probably at a time like you don't spend much now. You're very frugal. Your house is paid for. You don't have a lot of financial needs. You're thinking worst case, I'll go work part time somewhere. Right. Um, you just went out. I get it. Right. No, and if you if if in fact you 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 your expenditures are like what you state, then you can make it work. Are you going to take a full joint survivor on this pension for your spouse? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a full joint. Yeah. Actually, it would have been much more. Um, so, she's, well, she gets 50%. That's the highest the federal and, does. And uh, are you going to buy a, a life insurance policy, a term life insurance policy, like a 10-year level term? I have a 20-year that I got maybe five years ago. Perfect. What's the uh, face value on it? Uh, half a million. Yeah, that, that's okay. about, about right, right for this. And does your spouse work? She's a, she no. doesn't work. The stay-at-home mother. I don't know how your seven-year-old's going to feel about you being at home all the time. But, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if you were, if you, if you were sitting in uh, my office today, I would say, 
you know, uh, either I, consider either work longer or consider getting another job. That's right. And and up to nineteen thousand right. dollars a year, I think you'll be fine. I think right, you'll be that's fine. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I got one other quick question if we have time. Yeah. Um, Social Security. So when I hit 62, my child can get an extra 50% Social Security because she's a minor's my yes. understanding. That's right. Is that, would that be the best time to claim it considering that? Yes. Well, most likely. I'm thinking. Probably. Okay. High that's probability. Assuming you're not working. Yeah, but right. even you're not, you don't want to work because you're going to lose the supplement here. Yeah, but even then at 62, the limits will be whatever number they are in six years in terms right. of yeah. right. earning yeah, yeah, income. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's probably going to be less than that 19,000. So, yes, you would want to take it um, as soon as you possibly can. Okay. In I fact, thought, I, thought I have given advice for grandparents that were raising grandchildren to adopt, to, them. To adopt them. Sure, of course. Yes. Right. Yeah, I mean, we have right. multiple clients that have done that. Yes, no one wants to be raising their grandkid. I shouldn't say they don't want to. Not the not the ideal situation. For it most. wasn't the plan, but yeah, it, it is what it is. So, yep, and congrats. You worked hard. Um, yeah, just plan on taking some part time work. Okay, sounds good. All right, I appreciate Thanks, the call. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. it. <laughs> We're talking about adopt. So I've I've got a friend of mine, close friend that uh, his daughter. Pregnant around age 19, wasn't dating anybody, really, just kind of thing. And they they ended up, she's, she, she had her own issues that, <clears throat> had she been a, like a normal girl, they might not have been so conservative. And that they ended up adopting the child, raising the child. Mom has just kind of a flake in life. and but It um, happens. Yeah. Uh, and we, the exact thing we talked through is the whole Social Security thing on it. Getting Social Security. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, was, it was the conversation with Mark on whether to retire or not. It, um, as you've had it, Pat, you've had people come in and say, I hate my job. I got to get out of here. And you're like, well, if you retire today, here's what your income is going to be. And they're like, I'd rather have a lesser standard of living and get out than to keep working. Yes. And I m- might be, you know, I, I, a little bit harsh there, but. Uh, for the idea that he was going to go and live comfortably because I, I didn't quite believe that he was living on 50% of his income because he'd have more than $55,000 in the bank. But I don't know his full situation either. So just on the surface, based on my years of experience, yeah, 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 yeah. right? <laughs> it is what it is. All right, we are in Oregon talking with Christine. Christine, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi, yes. Um, I was diagnosed with stage four cancer about two years ago and was given at the time five to seven years to live, which would be three to five at this point. And I was also involved um, with a medical malpractice lawsuit, and I just got in um, about 800000 maybe 900000 from part of that uh, lawsuit. And so I'm trying to figure out what to do with the money. Um, I'm on disability, so I get about $2,000 a month from that, and I have about $650 a month left from part of my job that I was doing Um so I'm just trying to figure out what to do with well, it sounds the like you've had a, a, a rough couple of years. I'm so, sorry for that, Christine. So, so explain yes. the $650 a month. Is it a, it's 
just disability? a piece of my job that I no, it's just a piece of my job that I kept. Um, I worked remotely for twelve years, and so I was able to keep um, a little piece of the job. And the um, disability payment that's coming to you is it Social Security disability or a, a private it pension? Is. It's Social Security, Social Security dis- disability. And how, how old, old are you? Forty six. And tell us a uh, family. No kids. I'm single. Um, so um, I don't need to worry about offspring. If there's money left, it'll go to my nieces. So this is an interesting situation here. Um, and so two two years ago, uh, they said you had five to seven years. odds. Correct. You're, you're two yeah. years in. Do you, you think you have more than three to five years now? Or I think so. I'm doing really well. I'm um, I've I'm really stable right now. The cancer has shrunk a lot. So I'm hoping that I have more than five more years, but you never know. And what are you living I on? I mean, so we, I have a, a good friend who passed away <laughs> two months ago, 16 years, similar diagnosis. I think it was less, actually it was 95% chance she was going to be gone in two years, 16 years. And I would say, Christine, like 85% of those years were, she was in great shape. You know, right. you know what it's like, all this treatments you got to go through and all that garbage. But um, so you, sometimes you, you, you never know. In these so things. what were you living on prior to this eight hundred to nine hundred thousand dollars in the medical malpractice? Were you living on just the twenty six fifty a month? Oh, no, um, about 70, 60 to seventy thousand dollars a year. And where was it coming from? Um, um, my job. Um, I worked remotely doing financial management for um, my family business. Let's just say that the disability payment, suddenly you got a letter saying it's going to go from $2,000 a month to $10,000 a month. Mm -hmm. How would your life change? Um, I don't know that it would. I'm already doing um, a bit of traveling right now, which is my main focus. so I don't I don't know that it would as long as I have enough to cover, you know, my bills, which are about fifty five hundred dollars a month. Um so, I think so, I just need so you recently went settlement money. So Kristen, I, I, I I'm trying to piece I'm sorry, I'm trying to piece this together. So you recently went I, on disability. Um last year, yes, but I Fully quit my job at the end of December. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. And when will you receive, what, I mean, when might you receive some additional funds from lawsuits and what do you think that would be? Okay, I've received um, 800000 so far and there is about 242000 still um, being discussed with the health insurance company that I may have to pay back but I may not, and I'll know that in the next week or two, and we'll get the, and, whatever amount of that back. And then there is one more piece of the lawsuit um, that has a potential to be a whole lot of money or zero money. Okay. In so. the $800,000 you've received so far is net of attorney's fees after the attorneys took their cut. Right. It's, okay. It's, it's to after you. all the vultures and, got to the money. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be glad to hear that. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. uh, do you own a home? I don't. I rent. And do you like where you live? I do. Okay. I live on the Oregon coast, and it's 
very beautiful one. I, I get. Of- I would put all of this money into a government money market of, account, and I'd probably start taking distributions of seven to eight thousand dollars a month on it. Okay. And well, that's why I mean. The, so, I, I, it really comes down to Christine. Like, what is your life expectancy, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, what you don't want to do is is spend be too conservative and spend too much. And then some new treatments, new therapy keeps coming along. And the next thing you know, you've, which would be a good thing, right? but then suddenly you're, you find yourself down years down the road and not having as much capital as you need. Right. Yeah. Um, do you think I should, because I've talked to three different financial advisors and they were all very different and I liked them all. Um, do you think I should go the way of a financial advisor or just try to manage the money on my own. I don't. I. I. Look. I don't think. I. I don't think I would put this in any financial instruments other than cash. Okay. I. I. Scott. Well, that's why. I, Maybe that's I'd why take, I asked the question. So, if two years ago they said you've got five to seven years, do you think your life expectancy is three to five years today? I think it will be longer than that. All right. Okay. Okay. So maybe I'd be a little bit more conservative with my opinions there. Maybe I, I would, you want to net somewhere around $7,000 pre, pre-diagnosis what you were making so that you had the same standard of living prior to uh, your diagnosis. And I'd put two thirds in cash and a third in longer term investments. That's right. Or maybe half. Wait. Run the numbers, maybe half cash. Maybe half cash and half long-term okay. investments. And You want to make sure you've got enough cash. What we don't want to see happen, Christine, is that markets go through their cycles. No one knows when things are going to go down in value, but they always go down in value for shorter periods of time. We don't want you to be in a situation where things are down in value and then you find yourself tightening your belt, not spending and not enjoying the life you have because the markets are down. That's the, that'd be like a horrible. That would be, yeah. So 50 to 60%, I, I'd go with Scott here, 50 to 60%. Um, what did these other financial advisors Yeah, I'm, I'm curious now that you met with three really nice people. Uh, what was the, what was their advice? Well, they were pretty much meet and greets. Um, you know, it ranged from, I'm only going to give you interest from the principal to don't talk to that person. Spend this money, I know. Let me help you spend this money. Was the opposite um, of that. So, any uh, like exotic? I like. I mean, so Pat's concept is let's keep you in the same kind of standard of living you had prior to this uh, diagnosis, and. Which I think is the right kind of approach. That's, that yes, was, yeah, yes. I mean, yes, yes. Hopefully, you've got a couple decades still, and you've got assets to continue to go there. But. Yeah, in a fifty-fifty portfolio. And you said your income prior to the diagnosis was. Uh, you said you were making seven thousand dollars a month. Is that correct? No, seventy thousand a year. Okay, so six thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Come on. Easy. Yeah. Okay. I'd say I'd start Sounds taking great. a I'd start I'd start taking in fact I'd I'd up it a little bit I'd start taking a distribution because this eight hundred thousand um, dollars if I started taking a five thousand dollar a month distribution right so it's sixty thousand dollars a year that's seven point eight percent distribution of the the principal and fifty percent in cash and fifty percent in a long term portfolio Scott oh. yeah 
I'd be, I'd be coming. It's listen, it's really high. That 7.8% distribution is really high for someone your age, but not for someone with your life expectancy. Right. Right. Okay. Right. And, and it, look, ideally, um, you, you can your health can improve and you can go off disability and back at a career, live a normal life, which would increase your life expectancy. But you'd need less. Redu- you'd, you wouldn't need so much from your your, your principal at that point either. Yeah. Right. And, and I yeah. wouldn't. And, and the, the, the person that told you um, that to live off the interest doesn't, quite frankly, probably doesn't have a great connection to reality. Um <laughs> Maybe not a lot of experience, <laughs> or not a lot of experience. Uh, okay. Not a lot of experience. And in, in in yes, yeah. So I I would go that way, and it, you're probably better off um, hiring a financial advisor. Yeah, I think so. Um, but but I if they, in my opinion, ninety five percent of the time, I think people are better and they, and it doesn't. It's not a complicated. It's not a complicated thing. But you want someone to to watch this, and. Um, you also want to name, uh, you, you want to get a, a will or a trust in order, uh, especially you if can you also transfer. You can also put these on TOD, but I was thinking about it if you become incapacitated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, hang in there. Okay. In there. But Thank at least you, so you are on the, it. how long have you lived on the Oregon coast? Um, a total of 10 years. It's beautiful. I mean, it is absolutely, um, in my youth, I bicycled when I was a junior in high school, Way, 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 way long, long time. life story. <laughs> it is. I bicycled the Oregon coast, the Haystack Rocks, yeah. oh. the town of Newport, beautiful Cannon Beach. Oh yeah, it's all very beautiful. It is very beautiful. I'm very lucky. Well, in in that respect, and the sun shines about yeah. eight days a year. <laughs> it does. It is a little dreary. <laughs> it is. A little, all right. Well, take care of yourself the best you Thank can. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. the call. My uh, oldest daughter went to uh, college in outside of Portland and played lacrosse in the rain. Oh, yeah, so we'd go and see as many games as we could because it's, you know, daughters and playing college. The first child. <laughs> My son never <laughs> didn't play any sports. and But uh, it was always cold and rainy. And it, like the Oregonians know how to dress for it. They've got squashes and stuff like that. <laughs> whatever, they have something. They're all bundled up in rain gear sitting there like no big deal because it was always rainy and windy. Not just rain, rain and wind. Yeah. Winter, it's the people that gave us Starbucks and grunge music, you wonder why. <laughs> why are they so frustrated? Why? Why the angst? <laughs> All right, let's continue on. And we're in Minnesota with Gary. Gary, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Hi, Scott and Pat. Hi, Gary. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Um, and I want to first thank you for your podcast. Our son turned us on to you. Several years ago, and I don't think my wife and I miss uh, oh. a week that you, you broadcast. Oh, so. thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Um, we have a good problem. Um, my wife and I are both 67 years old, and I'm a part of a physician group where a, a cash balance plan is being um, offered this next year. So in addition to the 76 thousand a year we can put in um you know into the 401k mm-hmm. i have this extra yeah. money i can put in at what point does it make sense to maybe not add to the 401k 
That is. Do you have a? Can you do a four a Roth four hundred one k? Um, I mean, I know you I, legally can. Is your plan set up for that? I don't know that. The problem with that is that I'm, you know, I'm in the highest marginal tax brackets, and we're in a tax state. Yeah, I understand. 10% but marginal but rate. when you said, at what point doesn't it make sense to do the 401k? I wouldn't quit the 401k. If anything, I would convert to a Roth before I would quit contributing at all. But but tell us about the rest of the financial situation. Well, first of all, how much can you contribute? We can put 85000 a year into the cash balance plan in addition to the 76000 into the 401k. I wasn't planning to not contribute to the 401k, yep. but the question is, would that 85000 uh, be better put into something into a you know taxable brokerage considering you know when you look at financial projections that's yeah. right so currently but, we're at five million dollars on the in the 401k okay. and if you look at okay yep. Monte Carlo projections you know in five years that could potentially be 10 million that's and, and uh, that that was exactly the, the the question I was going to ask is what's the the qualified dollar balance right now and you say it's five million so that's anything that's pre tax qualified in all correct. your plans is five million how much money do you have outside of plans in brokerage accounts bank CDs that sort of thing uh, it's about uh, two and a half and two and a half million in banks and in taxable and brokerages much, and we have some real estate and some businesses et cetera et cetera and so. how much longer do you plan on working. I think in another five years, I'm thinking I like it. I like my job. 73 seems like a good number, you know, 72, somewhere in there. And what's your, uh, what's your, your pay it, it, approximate annual income? Um, well, adjusted gross, it runs about 750 a year. No, but I mean, just from what you're, cause you, some of that is I presume, uh, other, you said some other businesses, maybe some other property, some interest. Okay. So just from your work. W two, yeah, yeah, earned I'm, income. I'm anticipating K one between five five and five fifty a year. Hmm. And do you have a Roth? Um... We just started doing the backdoor Roths uh, a couple of years ago, so it's really very little. On your four hundred one k, do you have a Roth? Uh, do you have a Roth? Uh, offering I, there? I believe I do because I just, we just joined this group. And so it's uh, something, a new election that just came up and I would have that option. Million. The question is, do I want to be putting that kind of money, you know, paying extra tax on it, putting it in the Roth versus tax deferring. That's right. So right. you, you're, but you the Roth does make more sense. So That's you've got, an, right. you, you have an option of putting 85 plus 76 into re tax deferred retirement accounts, right? Correct. So what you're trying to, you're, so your income you're from work is roughly half a million and you've got an option of putting um, 170 grand a year, 160 grand a year into retirement accounts, anywhere from zero to 160. And that could be Correct. some Roth, no Roth or up to half, roughly half with your four. That's right. And this one's pretty, this is actually, this is a great, this is, this is a good problem, but this is really kind Let of. Let me ask you this question. This new cash balance, if they came to you, Gary, and said, hey, guess what, Gary, uh, we have a new, uh, we've got this new pension plan for us. We're going to allow you to put 85 grand into a Roth. Would, th would that be something that you'd be excited about? Well. You know, I'm torn between saving the taxes now and paying 45% or, you know, marginal rates right now uh, versus 
um, you know, a burden to hand. Yeah, I get it. No, I get it. That's why we're that's why we're having this conference. None of us know the right answer. So we don't know what the future. So here's what the here's where you look at this, right? You're thinking about required minimum distributions on that four hundred one k, right? That Gary, I assume that's what you're thinking. Correct. All right. So you're 67. You're going to retire in six years. At 73, you've got a count balance of five million dollars. If we, uh, if if we, we can expect this Let's five million to grow to seven and a half, eight. That's exactly what I was thinking. Million, that's, that's, right. And then we've got required minimum distributions. Let's just say we just start taking distributions at age 74, the year after you retire. A little over three hundred grand a year. A little over three hundred thousand dollars a year, which is less than the five or five fifty you're making today. Yes. And throw it in a little bit of a twist. I don't really plan to stay as a resident of our state uh, okay. here. I plan to go to a no tax state, which would give me oh, a ten percent easy there you drop go. in a marginal rate. Put it all. So somewhere um uh, in Florida, Put, the yeah. West coast of Florida. Um yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. wanna you wanna yeah, I take if that's the case, I'd put it all tax. I'd put it all every dime. Yep. Cash balance so, plan you know, 85, when you, when you, 401k. Because you guys do have a high math. tax rate, don't you, Minnesota? Oh, yeah, yeah. It gets you to marginal tax rates really, the top marginal really quick here. So, Yep, every yeah. dime. So, you know, here are my, here's my thing. You know, it's like I'm worried about, you know, being the, the best, doing the best with the resources that we have and passing to the next generation. And, you know, you think, okay, very quickly, you can see how, you know, you get another 10 years like we've had in the last 10 years. And this, you know, it's, it's 10 million. And then all of a sudden it could be 20 million. And then you, you, you die. And then you've got your wife who's now, you know, in a, you know, doesn't, you know, is filing individually and then she dies. And now you drop 10 million into each of your kids' account. And with, uh, you know, with the inherited IRA 10 year, um, withdrawal provision. Yes. And it's, it's a, it's a problem. I mean, it's a good problem. First world problems. I understand that, but what's the best, you know, considering all the things, which is it a burden to hand better than, well, well, Bush? well it's, it's yeah, how many children do you have? Two. Two. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. But to his point, let's assume that this 401k grows to 10 million. They're deferred. Yes. I'd still do it. I still put it all in because you're going to move to it and your kids make as much money or more than you. Um, my son is getting close. My daughter is completely different. Yeah. Be a different and if you story. give any to charity, this taxes is zero. Yeah. Well, that's I, another thing. When you it? have, you know, when I'm, when I'm still working before RMDs, I can throw money into my DAF and that's what I was considering the alternative, putting it into a taxable brokerage and then siphoning off the capital gains, putting it into my donor advised fund. Uh, and I'd rather you see know. you take find You can find some appreciated securities in your brokerage account to do that rather than, rather than this cash balance plan. Yeah. Adding to it. You mean? Yeah. So, I mean, adding. if you, if you want to contribute and you get a nice tax deduction, find some highly appreciated securities, gift those to your donor advised fund in these calendar well, years and contribute the maximum yeah. to your retirement. Account. But when, when you look down the road, like when you're doing it, let's assume, let's assume your state's $20 million when you pass on, you might say, let's have some portion go to charities of some nonprofits. Uh, most, I mean, it's pretty common as someone's state gets larger 
uh, then that can come directly from your 401k where there's no tax liability whatsoever at all. So I don't I, up it, to a hundred thousand apiece. No, no, right? no, no, no. That's no, why no, you're well, living your on death, requirement at your death. At your death, you just name them as a beneficiary in your IRA. Oh, I got you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You can name them. You know, you could name any charity, qualified and charity, and you and want. And that's tax. There's no tax consequences at all then, because they're oh, in a zero sense. tax bracket. So no, I it, there's nothing. There's nothing that changes my opinion about putting the maximum into the cash balance plan. Nothing. Okay. Scott? Yep, yeah. I would agree. Yep, yep. Uh, other right. than, well, other than you know, when you retire, maybe spend more. <laughs> I've heard you say that more than once. Uh, you have a well, the reason problem. you've had is, you know, uh, you've had, I've seen enough physicians that come at retirement that don't have the kind of money you have saved either. That's also very common. So yeah. you've done a nice uh, job I saving. Filled up at Co- I filled gas at Costco this afternoon. That's I go to Costco exactly. for gas as well. And if I can't, I don't go to Costco, I go to Safeway because Safeway is almost as cheap. That is exactly yeah. right. Yeah. You are exactly right. You watch the pennies and the, the nickels and dimes and the dollars will take care of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. All right. Well, keep up the great yeah. work. Um, and yeah. And listen, spend a little on those kids. If you want to hang out with them more, just bring them on a nice vacation. Well, we already do that uh, to the maximum that we can, for, you know, with the, the allowable. And uh, it's, we, we're in, in a great position, really enjoying life, really enjoying sharing it with their family and the charities. You know, and that's becoming a bigger, bigger part of our life too. So, well, that's a blessing. And if, and if so, and if that's where your heart is, um, then all, all the more reason to maximize the, the pre-tax four hundred one ks. Because yeah. you can spend, you can gift away the other stuff. While I mean, you get just got a lot of options. Yep. Yeah, it's a good situation Excellent. to have. All right, I appreciate all the right. call. Thanks, Gary. All Wish right. you Thank well. You. Thank Glad you. Glad you called. Thanks. Well, that's all the time we have in today's program. It's been great having Evan with you. Give us a review if you like this podcast. Send it on to somebody else. You've been listening to All Worth Financial's Money Matters with Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. This program has been brought to you by All Worth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.